You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Before we get started, we are two riders who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, and we've been covering the Chargers now for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. And now, this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. All right, guys, well, the mock draft frenzy has reached a fever pitch Oh my gosh, over the weekend, we couldn't believe how many responses we got to our Mock Draft Monday post that we posted on Sunday. I mean, you guys posted an, <laughs> an impossible amount of Mock Drafts to cover, but I'd way rather, you know, go on the big side than the small side. I thought we might get, you know, four or five, and we ended up with 33 at this point at the time of recording. So, needless to say, we are not going to be able to get to them all today, but we hope that we are going to knock out Seven different fan mock drafts get into a bunch of prospects we haven't got to talk about yet, which is something that's very exciting. And then we'll be able to just kind of evaluate how we like each of these drafts and what we would potentially do different, which guys we like, which picks we don't like, things like that. So going to be a great show for you guys today. Also, welcome into anyone who's checking out the show for the first time. We really appreciate you guys. And another special thank you to all of our fans that showed up in full force on Twitter with their mock drafts, and we really appreciate you guys as well. And for all the mock drafts that we don't get into today, we are going to be getting into for the rest of the week. So tons of prospects we're going to be talking about this week, and we're trying to also get some draft experts in as well to give you guys some expert analysis on some of the guys most commonly linked to the Chargers. So let's go ahead and get into it. So to kick off our fan mock drafts, we are going to start with one of our favorite fans, someone who always supports us on Twitter, and someone who just got their Twitter taken away. We're starting with Brian Rick Ish, who just started his new Twitter. So sorry that you got locked out, Brian. But thank you for contributing to this Mock Draft Monday version 9.0. A ton of mock drafts. So let's get into this one. In the first round, he has Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle for Virginia Tech. And we know he's a big Derisaw guy. Second round pick, he has Kelvin Joseph, the corner from Kentucky. Third round pick, he has Javon Holland, the safety for Oregon. And then the second of the third round picks, the 97th overall pick, he has offensive guard Ben Cleveland. So as much as there are other options I would go with as far as the first round pick being Christian Derrissaw, I am understanding that especially with what Brandon Staley is saying, unless it's all, you know, a smokescreen about the size and athleticism and all those things, that it could be Christian Derrissaw. And I think there's worse options for the Chargers there. It wouldn't be my first pick. And as far as the rest of the draft goes, I really like the Javon Holland pick, the safety from Oregon. Really liked what I saw from him. Kelvin Joseph is a very interesting one, but David, I know that you weren't as big of a fan of Ben Cleveland. I thought he was okay. Maybe a third is a little too rich for me, but what did you think about Brian Rick's draft? Yeah, I mean, pretty solid draft. I mean, you look at it and you see, hey, do they address needs? Are these positions that the Chargers are going to need, these players can, that can fit kind of the billing of what they're looking for. And overall, I would say yes. I mean, do they need a left tackle? Absolutely. Then do they need a corner? Yep. 
Do they need some interior help on the offensive line? Yeah, sure do. Uh, need a safety? Yep. So, I mean, he covers all of those needs, so I, I like that. I think my, my favorite pick out of all of these is definitely Javon Holland, just the versatility there. I mean, a high school wide receiver with some good ball skills can play in the nickel, can play back, can play uh, pretty much anywhere on the field, and he's he's such a chess piece. And in this, in this day and age in the NFL, Daniel, you're looking for DBs, as uh, Brandon Staley likes to put it, right? Guys that can just impact the game all over the place. So, I mean, that I think out of the out of the all the draft picks that he has in his mock draft, I think Javon Holland's my favorite. And I think the biggest question mark here is Kelvin Joseph, and I think there's different reasons to like and dislike second round cornerbacks. And I know, you know, we've all been all in on Asante Samuel Jr. for the 47th overall pick. And we all know that he might not be there, or potentially probably won't be there. But he's probably my favorite guy out of that grouping. And I think the other guys there would probably be Eric Stokes Jr., probably Tyson Campbell. Another one is Kelvin Joseph. And the crazy thing about Kelvin Joseph is if you watch the right games, you probably think he's, you know, one of the top corners in the draft class. And if you watch some other games, you might think he's one of the worst corners in this draft class. But as far as raw ability, I definitely think that's there. Is he going to go start on the outside year one? Probably not. But, I mean, he has tape, you know, against guys like Devontae Smith, against guys like Kyle Pitts. And even though he got absolutely roasted by Kyle Pitts for a long touchdown, I sure thought did. that, yeah, he, I thought that for the most part in that game, he had another pass interference call in the end zone, too. Besides those two plays, I thought he actually played it pretty good. But that's the thing is it's all about consistency. And for him, it's like the highs are really high. The lows are really low. Had to transfer from LSU and then ended up at Kentucky, but had to sit out a season. So there's not a ton of tape on him. He's a very, very interesting product. But as far as ceilings go, that guy has a pretty high ceiling. It's just hard to imagine, you know, CB1 year one for him in the NFL with the talented receivers that he would have to go up against on the outside. But Let's get to the next one here. This is from one of our comrades in the Bolt fam as far as podcasting goes. This is Tyler Schoon who writes in with his mock draft. And he said it was going to be spicy. And it was spicy. From the Guilty as Charged podcast, he wrote in with one of our crazier mock drafts that we received. Right, So first round, he goes Aziz Ajulari, the edge from Georgia. Then he goes Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle for Alabama. Third round in the first of the third round picks, pick at number 77. He ends up going Peyton Turner, the edge from Houston. And then in the fourth pick, the Chargers, 97th overall pick in the third round. He goes with Tyler Shelvin, the interior defensive lineman for LSU. So these are guys I'm pretty familiar with. I'm not as high on Alex Leatherwood. I mean, it would still scare me to have him be the starting left tackle week one for the Chargers. But with their options in the second round, I mean, there's guys that I like a little bit more. I mean, Dylan Radins, obviously, if he falls, would be a more interesting option to me. There's other guys I like better there, but I can understand why you go there. And then as far as Peyton Turner and Tyler Shelvin go, I'm a bigger Peyton Turner guy just because I think, for me, Tyler Shelvin's probably a two-down lineman. And a two-down lineman that can do what he does really good. As far as a run-stuffer, I think he's one of the better ones in the class. I mean, I've seen him eat a ton of double teams. I like him in that aspect of the game. As far as pass rushing goes, I didn't see a lot there. But, David, I mean, the biggest issue, right, the spiciest part of this has to be two edge rushers in the first three picks. Absolutely. And, I mean, we start with a guy who I frankly haven't seen a whole lot about, and that's Aziz Ojolari. Uh, I mean, after watching Aziz Ojolari, I mean, I thought he set a, a very good edge, very physical edge. 
Thought he was really good in run support. Uh, also a guy who can cover. Uh, so a guy as an edge defender, you don't really see those guys that you know are going to cover that much. But he does have that as part of his game. Uh, I did think that he didn't really have a large selection of pass rush moves, Daniel. I think that's probably one of my biggest weaknesses there. And also, I didn't feel like he had elite bend or like that just ferocity, uh, endless motor around the like just that Tasmanian devil around the corner. I just didn't really see that, or I didn't feel that uh, when I was watching his tape. So I, I think a, a solid prospect, but at 13, I would absolutely hate that. But as far as Peyton Turner's concerned, I mean, this guy is a mountain. I mean, he's huge. Six foot six, has phenomenal strength for a, a defensive end. Um, has potential for growth, uh, which is crazy as far as like you know his technicality of the position. He has really good agility for a guy his size. He needs to work on his hands. I think he plays a little bit tall, but I think you see that a lot in guys that are six foot five, six foot six, and above. Um, but I mean. For where you're picking him, I think you're getting great value uh, out of that position. I mean, as far as the first-round pick, don't like it at all. But as far as Peyton Turner, I love it. Yeah, Ojolari to me is not my top-rated pass rusher in this draft class. So, I mean, for me, if you're not getting that guy at 13, then that's going to be an issue, at least from my perspective. I mean, I would go offensive tackle before all those guys. I mean, I like Jalen Phillips a lot, too, but I wouldn't take him at number 13 overall either. So, I mean, I get, you know, going double edge here as far as doing something that's a little bit outside of the box. And we know the Chargers do that from time to time. But the pick I like the most here is definitely Peyton Turner. I mean, you want to talk about motor. Uh, There's some tape of this guy chasing a a guy who catches a screen pass like 40 yards downfield to make the tackle. I believe it was against BYU on a screen pass where he just never gave up, probably saved a touchdown, chased the guy about 60 total yards to One make of those the tackle. DK Metcalf plays, man. You <laughs> love it. Yeah, I mean, just not not something that you see out of defensive linemen very often. But yeah, has the frame, can play that kind of four inside technique in the eagle front that Brandon Staley likes to play, where you just lined up on a shade inside of the tackle. I like a lot of what I saw from him. I was late on the Peyton Turner bandwagon, but he's definitely someone I like for the Chargers in the third round. But we do have five more mocks that we want to get into. So in the next segment, we're going to get into mocks from Lewis, Arjun Manon, and especially, you know, a mock where the Chargers end up getting Aziz Ojolari and Tevin Jenkins because of a trade down scenario. So a lot more mocks to get into. We're going to get into a couple of more right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. I mean, you guys know that I like to bet on sports, obviously, But right now, the biggest thing I've been betting on is NFL draft prop bets. I mean, there's so many good bets to pick from. You can pick who's going to be the first, second, third quarterback selected, where Kyle Pitts is going to go. I think the over-under was five and a half. So I think that's a very interesting bet at this point. Who's going to be the first wide receiver taken? So many good NFL prop bets. And I know my, my favorite time to bet is the Super Bowl because of all the prop bets. This is going to make the draft more interesting. Go to betonline.ag and see all of the great NFL prop bets they have for the draft right now. All you have to do is head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, for you guys to go bet on some NFL draft prop bets with some free money to bet with only from betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right, well, now it's time to continue this mock draft frenzy going over all of your guys' mock drafts that you sent to us on Twitter. And I say that knowing that we're probably going to get to about a fifth of them. But 
it is going to be a segment we're going to keep bringing in throughout the week as we get closer to the draft, more prospects to talk about, more positions that we maybe not have gotten deep into at this point. And we're also going to still try to have some draft guests as well on the show. So let's get into the next one of our fan mocks here. And this one is coming from Arjun Manan, who has the Chargers in the first round, 13th overall, taking Christian Derisaw. At 47, he gets Elijah Molden, the cornerback from Washington. Rashad Weaver goes for the Chargers at 77, the edge defender from Pitt. And then Tommy Tremble, the tight end from Notre Dame, goes in the third round, 97th overall pick for the Chargers. And I mean, right off the bat, Tommy Tremble is one of the guys I love for the Chargers, David. I know that you do as well. I'm not as high on the Rashad Weaver pick. I mean, there's definitely some other edge defenders like Peyton Turner I'd rather take a chance on than him. But Elijah Molden, if he was just a little bit bigger and I thought he could play on the outside, it'd be super, super interested because it's a feisty player that wants to come down and help and run support. He's a guy that, you know, really has some great football instincts with something that really showed up. He just has a great sense of spatial awareness. He seems to always know what's going on around him and doesn't make any dumb moves on the field as far as coverage goes. Those are guys I really like from this one. What did you think of Arjun Manon's draft? Yeah, I mean, pretty solid overall. I mean, a couple of guys that I had not seen, so I was interested to go watch them. Guys like Elijah Molden, who I agree is a little bit, just a little bit too small. And we've seen some feisty corners that are a little bit undersized, like Cortland Finnegan and other guys that have had some success. Or even a guy like Tyron Matthew, you know? like Yeah, Tyron Matthew, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Like, and especially when you go in more of the you know positionless DB type of title, when you know you got guys that are doing multiple different things for you. I mean, it, there is a spot like for him. It's possible. I mean, I thought he was very tough. I thought he was very instinctive. I thought he had some good suddenness. I thought he took good angles, uh, and he's definitely got some good ball skills as well. Uh, on the negative side of things, I think he just gets blocked, easily blocked out of plays. I think he gets washed out and removed from plays. He's not the most stout tackler in the world either, and I don't feel like he has ideal play speed either. But um, pretty solid. I mean, I mean, not a guy I was like overly blown away by, to be honest with you. Um, Tommy Tremble, I mean, just another opportunity to tell you I love this guy. I just love, love his attitude and the way he plays the game. So he's definitely, I think he's got the locked-on Charger seal of approval for sure. Um, but as far as Rashad Weaver is concerned, I mean, good size. I mean, good pop in his hands. I think he's got some good length, um, good strength, keeps his hands up. You know, if he's not really close to the play, he still keeps his hands in those passing lanes, which I appreciated. Um, he plays too upright, though. He's got to play with better leverage. He's not as twitchy as I, I want out of a, a defensive end or a pass rusher. He doesn't have a great get off either, and he just doesn't do well tackling in space. So um, as a whole, I think they address some needs, but I only like maybe two out of these two out of the four picks. To be honest with you, Tommy Tremble, I already said I love, and I'm warming up more and more to Christian Derisaw. Just the only problem I have with Christian is he just doesn't deal with speed rushers very well, Daniel. Yeah, I mean for me with Christian Derisaw, it's not the speed rushers to me. It's the question about his anchor consistently. And also just his play-to-play consistently. Because, I mean, obviously we know he can pretty much throw anybody out the barn door whenever he wants to at his size, right? But you don't see that play in and play out. And that's a little bit concerning to me. But obviously that's something that's like, all right, you know what's in there. If you can tap into it on a consistent basis, that's a pretty big weapon to have, literally. You know what I mean? Like, just a huge dude. But And they want bigger guys, apparently, uh, according to... Brandon Staley, they want to get bigger on the offensive line. Well, Christian Darrisaw is a big dude. 
Yeah, and I mean, you want some nastiness, too. And one of the guys in our next mock draft we're going to get into here definitely provides that. And it's Lewis, a.k.a. British Bull, on Twitter. And this is how his went because he did have a trade in his draft. He traded down to the 25th pick and picked up the 33rd overall pick. And those two went like this. 25th, he gets Ojalari, like we've already talked about. 33rd, he gets Tevin Jenkins, which I think at this point is probably ridiculous. Then he gets Asante Samuel Jr., then Ardarius Washington, the safety out of TCU, and then 97th overall, he ends up getting Milton Williams, the interior defensive lineman for Louisiana Tech. So this is one, David, I mean, if you were to kind of erase all the numbers on this and just tell me, you know, the Chargers went into the draft and ended up with these guys, I'd be pretty stoked on it, right? I mean, I don't know if Ojolari is going to go 25th, but I have an easier time believing that than that Taven Jenkins is going to go 33rd just because that hype train is going up and up I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top 20 pick at all at this point um and he's a guy that like I was talking about he has that nasty attitude he's a you know right tackle at Oklahoma State you don't know necessarily why he wasn't on the left side but as far as a finisher goes as far as someone who's athletic that's what Tevin Jenkins brings to the table I love his attitude I love him finishing blocks I love his ability to mirror pass pressures and just, you know, be really, really stout in that area of the game as well. Someone who's definitely crept up on my radar is one of the offensive linemen I really like, but this is obvious kind of, obviously kind of a dream scenario type of mock. No question about it. I mean, at 25, I love Ojalari. At 13, I just I can't get behind it. But at 25, the value, I think, is definitely more appropriate at that position. Well, and, and it feels as, better knowing that you got an offensive tackle as well right behind Yeah, him. especially, you know, only eight, you know, eight picks later. But, I mean, Tevin Jenkins at 33, I think, at this point is completely impossible, especially with, uh, you know, how far. And, and I think this plays with pass rushers as well, but – Offensive linemen, especially tackles and pass rushers, get taken way before they, you know, I guess supposed or they should go or or they're just a big run on them. I mean, that's a position, obviously, of in, of great importance, and a lot of teams put a lot behind that. So, I mean, the likelihood of him being there at 33, I think, is slim to none. But you got to love it. I mean, I'm with you. I love the nastiness and just the attitude he brings to the tackle position. I mean, that's something that you will always look for just a tone setter on the offensive line. But I think honestly, an under the radar pick here that was one of my favorites of all the guys that I watched today was our our Darius Washington, uh, five foot eight, just a little guy, but man, he does not play that small. I mean, he is a ferocious tackler. I think he's a, a good wrap up tackler. I think he's really good in space coming down from the safety positions. He's that last line of defense guy. I feel really comfortable with him being able to bring a guy down. I just see him seen him do it over and over and over again. Again, he's a little on the small side, but I mean, that doesn't that hadn't really stopped him in in pass protection either. I thought he got his hand on a couple of balls and and really kind of outfought some bigger receivers. He just he is a little small and he didn't really test particularly well, but I mean, just what I saw on tape, I mean, this is a guy I think uh, could definitely help any defense and yeah he's small but the way he plays it, it doesn't show it and so it doesn't scare me off at all I, our Darius Washington was a fun watch for me Daniel yeah I came away from it pretty impressed too I hadn't watched a ton of him but I had watched a couple of games before going into today when I really went in a little bit deeper on him but yeah I like the range I like the angles that he takes in the running game too I think that was something 
that stood out to me as far as just being in the right position to make tackles in the running game. And then when he got his opportunities, I mean, there was a time I saw him get stiff-armed into oblivion because, again, he's five foot eight, 175 pounds, but it also didn't stop him from sticking his nose in the hole on the very next play either. So that's something that you love. I think if just going into a split safety scheme with Brandon Staley, it would be a nice fit for a guy who has really fluid athletic ability too, right? Can pick guys up in coverage pretty easily. He's not usually getting outrun by any means. So I think this was a guy for sure that would be very interesting if you're not scared off by the small size. And for what he is, I really liked what he was able to do on the tape that I saw. So I like this draft, even though I think it's unrealistic. Some of the picks are, you know, realistic. And Milton Williams, not as high on him as some higher on him than some others. I think he's kind of an in-betweener in size for the interior of the defensive line and being an edge rusher. But I could definitely see why some people would be interested. But third round might be a little bit steep for me on Milton Williams, even though, Craig, I know you're a big fan of him. So I definitely would be willing to take a chance at the right price. But we still do have... A couple more mocks to get into. I don't know if we'll be able to get into seven today, but we're going to do our absolute best. But we're going to get into those coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about the best protein bar on the planet. And I am talking about Built Bars. I know my fiance currently is doing the Weight Watchers diet, and she absolutely loves Built Bars. They're very low on the point system with Weight Watchers. So that's something that she's enjoyed a lot and has tried and taken most of the Built Bars that I currently have. But the great thing about Built Bars is they all taste delicious, and there's so many different flavors to choose from that you're never going to get bored of what you're eating because there's just so many different ones. I mean, for me, coconut brownie chunk obviously is way up there. Anything with peanut butter is going to do it for me, and also I like the birthday cake one too as a guy that likes white chocolate more than regular chocolate. But the best part is, is I mean, they're all really healthy for you as well. They're low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet low calorie, and they're all 100% covered in chocolate and soft and easy to chew. And since you guys listen to this podcast, we can even save you guys some money. When you go to BuiltBar.com, you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, guys, well, let's try to get into as many of these mocks as we can get into. David, let's turn it into speed mode now. Let's see if we can knock out these last three mocks that we want to get into. So, Next, we are going to go to Yeah Mike, who gives us his four picks for this mock draft. And he goes J.C. Horn in the first round, Liam Eichenberg, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, second. And then in the third round, he goes Richie Grant with the first pick in the third. And then Quincy Roche, the edge from Miami, with the 97th overall pick. So what did you think of this one when you first saw it? J.C. Horn, yeah, phenomenal value. I mean, uh, you need a corner. You need a number one guy. I think everyone has already talked about how he definitely is that. Liam Eikenberg, the offensive tackle for Notre Dame. I mean, it seems like uh, if it's if it's not a Notre Dame guy in the draft class, it's not a Tom Telesco draft. Richie Grant, uh, great value there. Quincy yeah. Roche was a guy I watched. Good bursts, uh, good quickness, speed to power was something I loved. Walked uh, offensive lineman back, which uh, I love as well. Unfortunately, some of the negatives here comes with some poor size. 
Um, doesn't play with incredible speed. He, he struggles to get off of blocks from time to time and, and can be controlled by a single blocker. And I think he's kind of in a, uh, he's not very effective when he's pursuing. It's just not one of the things he does well. But as an overall draft class, I think if the Chargers were coming away with these four picks in the first three rounds, I think you're ecstatic. Yeah, I guess out of these ones, I guess the one I'm probably the least excited about is Liam Meikenberg, just because there's too many misses on his tape for me. I mean, just whiffed blocks, whether he's getting himself off balance or what, because he is a pretty good athlete. I mean, he's rated really good athletically, but I didn't always see that. I mean, even against Duke, I saw him get kind of dog walked by some of those guys. Usually with speed rushers, he was able to at least push them out of the pocket so they weren't quite getting in on the quarterback. But at the same time, it's hard to know, hey, is that going to work at the next level? And then as far as a run defender goes, I liked his positioning a lot of time, but didn't seem like he really used his lower body enough to kind of push people out of the way and open up running holes. Even as good of a running team as Notre Dame was, it seemed like he kind of did just enough. And that kind of bothered me as well a little bit. So I'm not as high on Eichenberg in the second round. I think you could do worse. And I think he'll probably still end up going before this. But Richie Grant for me is the best pick in this one. I mean, if he slides to the third round, I think you jump all over it. He's one of my favorite safeties in this class. Super exciting watch. Makes plays on the football. Can make plays in the backfield. Make plays on the back end. I mean, Richie Grant, when you watch his tape, I mean, he's flying all around. So I think as far as Brandon Staley goes, he'd probably like to bring in a guy like that. And as far as value goes, I think he's the biggest value in this mock draft from Yeah Mike. So let's get to another one with J.C. Horn as the first pick for the Chargers. And that's from Bolt Lounge, who has J.C. Horn 1, Dylan Radins in the second round, which is a great value. Then he ends it with a Javon Holland at 77 and Deontay Brown the massive mountain of a man with the 97th overall pick. What would you think of this one? Yeah, this one actually, I see value all over the place. I mean, J.C. Horn, we've already talked about him. He's fantastic. Dylan Radins in the second round, I think, is a guy you're more comfortable with taking at 47 than Liam, Liam Eichenberg. He just has a little bit more polish yeah, at the tackle position. Right. Um, Javon Holland, I mean, we've already talked about him. I mean, he'd be fantastic. But Deontay Brown, man, I mean, just an absolute monster. Uh, if, and, uh, if the mandate from Brandon Staley is to get bigger, then Deontay Brown is the man, right? I don't think there's any bigger offensive lineman than Deontay Brown. This guy is just an absolute load. So in, in you know the back end of the third round, I can see the value there. I mean, four picks there that I'm not – particularly upset about Daniel nice so one of David Druckenmeyer's favorite drafts so far I mean JC Horn depending on what's available to you at 13 I like that pick I mean still tackle or bust for me but if the top guys are are gone then JC Horn absolutely yeah and like for me and him and Sertan are super close right and Caleb Farley might have been even ahead of them before the whole back injury stuff but I like it especially because I think that Brandon Saylor will use him how he's meant to be used which is press man let him get his hands on people. You're going to have to deal with some early flags early on in his career because of that physicality and because he's just constantly attacking these wide receivers and pushing them on the ground and just belittling them in a lot of ways. Love but it. Yeah, I mean, you, you like that attitude. So J.C. Horn, I'm good with Dylan Radins. Probably no chance he's there at 47 just because the hype train has gone where it has. But, yeah, I mean, I feel a lot better about J.C. Horn when you're telling me that you're pulling Dylan Radins in the second round. The only one I'm going to push back on is Deontay Brown. Just because I went into the Senior Bowl with pretty high hopes. I liked his tape. 
I thought he played pretty well. I think he might have shown up to the senior bowl a little bit overweight. He was getting beat by quickness. The power didn't really seem to be there. He wasn't blowing guys out of the water, which you should do when you're 360 pounds. And I think that that was just something that alarmed me. But I did like the fact he showed up at his pro day weighing 20 pounds less. I think that's obviously going to help on the inside when that, you're blocking. That just shows boot. commitment, right? Shows I mean, that some. Shows I mean, that he understands with a guy that way. You're always gonna. It's always gonna. You know, be a question. Can you maintain it? Right? Can we be the team that can keep him on the right nutritional program or do whatever you know and and keep him at good playing weight to be able to kind of use all the things he does well because he does have some good natural skills and keep him, you know, from getting up to 365. I mean, when I saw him at the senior bowl, I thought I had just seen a house walking past me. Like that guy was absolutely gigantic in a good way too. I'm awestruck by size like that. So that always gets me going, but the play at the senior bowl, not so much. So let's do one more super quickly. I told super fan Zach, we would get in his, and I like a couple of the picks that he has here, but Zach ends up going in his seven-round mock, which we won't be able to get to all seven, but the first four picks he has is Darisaw, Nick Bolton, the linebacker from Missouri, who I haven't seen a lot to the Chargers in the second round, Quincy Roche, and Benjamin St. Juice. And that's my guy in this draft. I mean, one of my guys is Benjamin St. Juice. I love the way he played during Senior Bowl week. I love his size and wingspan, six foot three, 80 inch wingspan, something along those lines. I mean, the guy can flat out play and make plays on the ball as well. Nick Bolton is super explosive, is going to make a ton of splash plays. He reminds me a little bit of Willie Gay Jr. I think he's a little bit more technically sound than Willie Gay was coming out, but a guy that's just going to fly around, and he's probably going to over-pursue some plays, and he's not the traditional size for him to stand up as a Mike linebacker and play that consistently on a down-to-down basis at the NFL level, but there's a lot of athleticism to like there. There's a lot of splash plays to like on his tape. But for me, especially at 47, when you're not getting a corner or an offensive tackle, it's always going to take some away from it. For me, if you're getting not a safety you know, or an edge rusher after that, it gets harder and harder for me to kind of get behind just because of where my draft needs lie. But I think for this one, my absolute favorite pick is Benjamin St. Juice. That's just a guy that... I don't know if he's going to go out there and start year one, but I think in the right situations, he can get on the field his first year and make an impact. And I think that's a lot to have. But imagine having those twin towers on the outside, man. Benjamin St. Juice and Michael Davis on the other side. I mean, that would be pretty enticing. And Christian Derrissaw is not my favorite first-round pick here, but I'm kind of giving a pass to those who end up taking him just because I think that the Chargers would probably do the same thing, right? So he's not my favorite. I mean, I have right now my biggest thing is Derrissaw, Tevin Jenkins because – those guys in my book are appealing for different reasons. Um, but I think that that's going to be the tougher thing for me to decide. I'm not a huge fan of Darisaw, at least at 13. Tevin Jenkins is growing on me, but I definitely get it. I understand it. I see why people would want to go that way. And I think at the end of the day right now, that's who I think the Chargers are going to get because of how I see the board playing out. So, that's going to do it for today's Mock Draft Monday 9.0. Thank you guys again for calling in. Thank you guys again for giving us your mock drafts to use. And for everyone else who sat through this whole show and didn't get to hear their mock draft, don't worry. We will be getting two mock drafts the rest of the week. We thought this was going to be one show of content. You guys gave us like 10 shows worth of content. So we're going to keep sprinkling these in throughout the week as well as any you know free agency news or draft news that we come up on. But Craig... Noah, Will Foley, Cortez, Nick Wilty, The Zappas, Bus Adjust, TTA50, Fossil Man, Felix, Turner, and so many more. 
We're going to continue to get to your mocks, and we promise we will get to as many of them as we can. And we should be able to knock out a pretty decent chunk of them as we come up to the NFL draft, which is rapidly approaching. But we'll continue to keep keep talking about the draft and our favorite prospects until the draft gets here. Make sure you guys stick with us then, and you can follow us wherever you guys get your podcasts from, whether it's Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or the Odyssey app. You can find us there and make sure to rate and review if you enjoy the show as well. We would really appreciate that. If you guys don't already, make sure to find us on all social media pages. Whether it's Twitter, you can find us at LockedOnLAC. You can find us at LockedOnChargers on Instagram. And you can find our Facebook page, which is LockedOnChargers as well. If you guys want to get your voicemails on the show, obviously we have a ton of mock drafts to get into now. But the number is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. So, Hey, maybe we'll even get into some mock draft Tuesday tomorrow with all the ones that we got from you guys. But we will keep getting you guys those throughout the rest of the week. So make sure you guys check back in with us. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.